0: This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one, or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Frataloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right, it's time for the Weekly
1: Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, his name is Mike Frataloni with Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm good. So last week, I didn't have the chance to assemble the sounder that you had requested last week, mm-hmm. but you had said... That you wanted a sounder, something to the effect of stories that Mike shouldn't have told about his wife on the show. There you go. Okay, and I also forgot on last week's episode that uh, we had received some more Ask Mike Anything feedback. Oh, and one of the emails that I did want to share with you uh, came to us from Dean, because a couple of weeks back we had an Ask Mike Anything email question directed at you, obviously Mm -hmm. for Ask Mike Anything about uh, what the I forget the gentleman's name, Doug maybe I can't remember. About what he should be doing in his early preparations for grass, for grass seed, yeah. Yep. And so, Dean uh, sent this email to me, and I'll, I'll forward you the I'll, I'll forward you the photos. He 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 sent this email says, "Chris, just listen to the weekly scramble and plan on taking Mike's advice on holding off on lawn care this week." This is Dean, north of Two Harbors, oh, in which there might be 17 feet of snow oh, in his front yard. Wow. <laughs> so he's also going to take your advice. That's smart. And he's yeah, going to hold know, off try fun. Try not to do any raking with uh, 17 yeah, feet of snow on I, your I, yard. I, w- I, would, I would suggest that that's probably why. It
0: hasn't been like really warm enough to melt much of the snow lately. It that's seems like... true.
1: That's true. There were still a lot of piles and everything. But, yeah, it's – well, Joe predicted this. I think I shared this with you. Joe predicted that – I forget if it was like it it's be
0: late. He thinks it's not gonna be till mid may But the, the rivers are all empty. Like the river by the Mississippi is all empty it's open. Yeah, I guess. I mean that's that's weird. You know, I remember him saying that. You know you know what sec, uh, segments I used to really like on Garage Logic? What's that? Is when Dave Wally Dahl would come on. Oh, I know. Remember
1: that? Well, it's just weird. Dave not even working anymore. He's yeah, retired. I, he
0: does. Oh, I forgot to talk to you about this. Now he does um, Cremation Society. Yeah, I've seen his billboards. <laughs> Dave, you're – because I'm trying to think of who the WCCO guy was for the Cremation Society. Well, wasn't it Ray Christensen forever? It might have – maybe, or maybe that was uh, – wh- what was the other – always on go for sports where it says um, – the funeral chapels. What is the funeral chapel where it's Washburn McCreevy funeral yeah, that, that's, chapels? That's Ray Christensen. That was Ray Christensen. Yeah. He was so great, but he sounded, I mean, he was old. Well, right? he was
1: old before he, unfortunately, before he passed away. But yeah, y- but, it but he was always He was the voice of Gopher sports.
0: He 100% was, and he sounded old, and it made sense that Washburn McCreevy <laughs> gets that. But Dave Dahl looks like a young stud. Why is he doing cremation society spots? Hey,
1: when they're going to write that check, write maybe. That
0: check you know, he's going to do both a Harley spot. I guarantee because he's a Harley guy, <laughs> right. right? And maybe those two correlate like after you crash and you're Harley. I
1: will say this. This would this would be maybe three years. And I don't think Dave would mind me telling the story because D- D- Dave he's honest great. to God, one of the coolest people that wor- that I ever got the chance to work with in this building. This would have been a, a Hubbard Christmas party. Well, it might have been the last one we had because for the last couple of years COVID, we haven't had yeah, one because of yeah. COVID. So this would have been Hubbard Christmas of 2019, because I don't think we had one in 20, or maybe 20, it was 20. Whatever did not was. have one in 20. So uh, I had to work that night at the bar that I okay. used to bartend at, and so my wife was going to stay home with the kids. I thought, well, do you mind if I leave a little bit early and I go to the Hubbard party for a little bit mm-hmm. before I have to go bartend? Yeah. And she said, God, no, go right ahead. So I had my, my get-up on. And I got to I got to where the Hubbard you've been to the Hubbard holiday yeah, it's, party. It's, it's, it's an amazing it's, party. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, it, I and sadly I do I do miss it because it was always a good time and they always took great care of us. And so I showed up post dinner, uh, but when everyone's still like you know gambling, mm-hmm. you know they always had the fake roulette tables yeah. and po- and blackjack and stuff. And so David, I saw Dave right there, and I said, Hey. Let's do a shot, and he goes, "Reavers, I can't do a shot at the Hubbard holiday party." I go, yeah, yeah you, you can. can, yeah, you can. <laughs> so I ended up making because I was wearing my. Oh yeah, I okay. ended up making the shots
0: for us. Oh my god! And
1: so I sat there and hung out with Dave for a little bit, and it it was fun.
0: Didn't it, you emcee that party one year that I went? Sure did. Did you? And didn't. Weren't you a little neepriated? Sure I sure mean, was. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it was all coming back to me, right? And yeah. I remember last episode we talked about my memory, and I'm like, I, and I remember last episode we, yeah. we did that, but I remember being at that party mm-hmm. and super fun, <laughs> and I and I knew you a little bit then, and I thought, Rears, get get down, so get get let's get let's let's let people yeah. know
1: full disclosure. Yes, um, I happened to be spending the night at the hotel that Hubbard was having the holiday party at, and, and sometimes. You can be overserved if you don't have to go anywhere. So, anyway, uh, myself and Dez from KS95, Mm -hmm. we were, and at the time, I think I was still working at 107. Maybe I was at 1500. I can't remember.
0: You were at 1500.
1: But Dez and I were supposed to announce all of the prize winners at the end of the night. Oh, okay. And so it was, hey, the winner of the Coleman uh, camping pack is, you know, Mike Fratelloni. And so. Yeah, I I was I was set, I was told maybe, maybe you should get off the stage. No, that, that's a really good idea. Oh no, I don't. remember I didn't, it being bad. I didn't, no,
0: I didn't get in trouble. No, but, you but, didn't say anything out of school. But they could
1: tell he's about to do something that he's yeah. going to regret. He
0: might sing us a song or something. But
1: the know. best, speaking of that, was when Mishki was doing that very same thing years before that. He had drawn a winner. Okay, and then and then looked and announced, well, this department's already won something, and then threw the name away. And everybody went nuts. nuts. Oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> in fact, that might have been my very first Hubbard holiday party because I took it way easy because you know, I don't know any of these people. Sure, I just sure. started working here in November.
0: But everybody dresses to the. Tees, oh, it's great. Yeah. they look great. Yeah. So, oh, that that is really really funny. That yeah. Is... So that
1: was uh, that was Dave's uh, my my story with Dave hanging out. We were hanging out at the. Hubbard you should party. see
0: if he can come on. He two. would come on in a second. I mean, you should 100%. I mean, let's oh, let's you, get an you, update. You know what? Okay, wait. I had this epiphanal moment the other day. I have Sometimes when I use the restroom, I have some incredible epip- epiphanies. <laughs> well, that's good to know. And I think you should pull up some more of the old shows, because you have those old shows. right? And I know you you guys play segments from the old shows. And I think you were doing a segment like when uh, Pat had his surgery, right, when he got oh, yeah. his gallbladder taken out. Yeah. And I just thought it would be cool to just hear, even if you guys put up a... Garage Logic, somewhere in time from 1991, and just put that up, huh? I mean, because I would love to hear that. The only issue
1: that. with that, and I'll, I'll I'll give people a little glimpse behind the curtain. <clears throat> the only problem with that is, unless stuff like that was captured digitally. Okay. So for instance, um yeah, the Roycey that that's been in the system because it's been played before. Okay. But there's you you've walked by them, all those cassettes and mini discs that are out here? Really? Unfortunately, the mini disc player that I have in here, okay. it doesn't work. Oh.
0: And
1: the technology from the mini disc is so outdated, the engineers who are the the smartest guys in the building sure. They can't even get parts to fix oh, it. Oh
0: no, I know. So that's because
1: that would be so cool to. Yeah, I agree. People would remember those shows from twenty years ago. Well, when we first started doing Garage Logic as a podcast back in two thousand and eighteen, I remember the discussion was, "Well, what are we going to do when Joe's not working?" Yeah, and so I thought, "Well, I have all this stuff that I could mine uh, mm-hmm. b- back here in the other room," and I thought, "Well." And then, the, and the mini displayer I'd worked at the time, I found a Will Steger clip. Okay, was it Will Steger? Yeah, it was Will Steger when he came on Garage Logic. Talk about
0: climate change. Yeah, and,
1: and it was it was great, and, and it was basically the same gibberish we're hearing out of people talking about mm-hmm. climate change now, and that was from. The mid to late nineties.
0: It's so weird. Yeah. So so, um. I in fact, I was talking to Joe when we interviewed him on this show. Right. We, yep. we had him Is on the state fair. fair. Yeah, yeah. Which was great, by the way. And he said he had never listened to his shows because the shows were live. They were right. on the radio, and he never like asked for a tape to say, "Hey, will you play that back for me?" He didn't do that until he started listening to the podcast. Yep. And I thought, "Wow, that was a lot of years to not sound check yourself." Right? Well,
1: and, and honestly, people don't realize. There are a lot of bosses, and I, fortunately, I never had one that w- that was like this. But I know of so many people in this industry that every single day, and it doesn't matter if they host a morning show, or they're a talk show host, or they're just a, a not not just, but if they're they're a jock on a music station, mm-hmm. right? They have bosses that air
0: check every day with them. Really? So meaning they're listening to what they're saying and give them hey a little feedback. Uh- but usually
1: it's all mostly negative. Yeah, I mean what are you If, gonna, if yeah. that's you know I, I didn't like this break because blah blah blah. And I'm thinking wow. What because all that to me anyway, granted, you do get better by going back and listening to yourself mm-hmm. and trying to get better, which ha- hasn't really helped me in 20 years, but <laughs> but what you end up doing then is you end up second guessing everything that comes out Nothing of your mouth. Nothing flows
0: anymore. No, cuz right?
1: you're you're just you're so regimented and you become so robotic and machine-like that Nothing is authentic anymore because you're constantly thinking about, well, I don't want to get air checked negatively about what I'm about
0: to say. So, who do you think is the best podcaster? Uh, you know, we were talking about this. Besides Joe? Besides Joe, right? <laughs> Joe's an, well, I think Joe has a couple of really outstanding things. He can read a very smooth email. Because I know he's not practicing those, reading those things, right? Right. He's just a very, very smooth reader, and it, you know he's a deep intellectual thinker. But I listen to some podcast that it's one guy talking for an hour.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't do that.
0: That's very, you know. You and I have to bounce back because sometimes right. we'll look at each other like, ah, what, what <laughs> else are we going to say? And and I get that with a podcast, you can you know fix that and spend a lot of time editing that. Sure, but that takes forever. Well, right? it, it,
1: it really, truly is you know, the ability to spin plates without being distracted, Yeah. you know, because some of the, some of the people I listen to every single day, they, the, those that make it sound very easy and well, you do sit around and talk about sports or you know whatever. Yeah, it's not that easy. Well, then, easy. then th- d- go for it. Yeah. You know now yeah. anyone can do a show now more than ever before. Yeah. Where you know the old way it, it wasn't that easy, no. and, and, and now it's completely different. But in, in you have to event. have a
0: ten million dollar radio station or a thirty million dollar radio station to be on the. radio. And now yeah. you need
1: $100 yeah. and a hundred dollar microphone and a and a internet connection. Exactly, that's basically you know. what you need. Then you can do like table talk with Rookie, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rookie, we love you so
1: uh, much. So one of the things I wanted to get to, uh, because you know this show originated as the beer show, mm-hmm. and so we often sometimes talk about beer and everything like that, and I don't know if you were part of this discussion, because I know it came up on Monday Night Sports Talk, but I got a great email from Rick. Do you remember the story of Captain Dynamite? No. That's not ringing a bell at no, all, which no. is even better. Okay. So years ago, and I I had no idea about Captain Dynamite because I heard the story from Joe and Pat. Mm-hmm. So back when Joe and Pat were on the Twins beat, they were at Mets Stadium, and back then, you know, they would they would have to bring in acts to to hopefully sell another thousand tickets or whatever to okay. a to a Twins game. And one of the acts back in the '70s was a guy by the name of Captain Dynamite. Really, and I don't know if this was pregame. Post game, seventh inning, no idea. Sure. But during the course of the game, Captain Dynamite brought his wooden box out to center field and he blew himself up. Okay. All okay. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm picture with you. this and then, but I can't do the story justice because the way Roycey tells it is complete theater. It's just poetry. <laughs> okay. So basically, in the press room after the game, Captain Dynamite was. You know, he was promised, I'm sure, you know, two hundred dollars and, mm-hmm. and but after the game, he had free run at the open bar sure in the press room because that was back when they gave the press Food booze. And, some booze yeah. and so Pat tells a story about Captain Dynamite bleeding from his ear and sucking down as much brown liquor uh, oh as he could no. before he had to get in his get back to his, his hotel room. In his pinto,
0: back to yeah. Whatever, right. Oh my god. Well,
1: so but get this. The reason I bring it up is Rick sent us an email. And he says, uh, hey, Reavers, I just finished listening to you guys talking about Captain Dynamite. Did you know that New Belgium developed an IPA after Captain really? Dynamite? So I have the link right here. And I love New Belgium's beer, by the way. But it was called Captain Dynamite IPA. It's it's a form of Voodoo Ranger, which is my okay. favorite uh, New Belgium beer. Actually, by the way, I think that's Danny Gladden's favorite New Belgium beer, too. But anyway, there it is. So Captain Dynamite, and it's, you know, you've seen New Belgium's artwork. Yeah, they're great. So anyway, it's very, very funny. And I found it kind of refreshing that they would pay homage to a guy that was relevant in the 70s.
0: Yeah, you know what? Okay, quick rant, real quick. Sure. When you go to a website that sells booze and it forces you to say, Are you 21? Why? Who says no? Why? Why oh, do you think there's a some twenty and a half year old saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, hold on, I, I'm not 21.
1: I think I can answer that for yes. you. I think it then absolves
0: them from any legal recourse. Well, then why do not why do pornography websites not have it? You think that would even be more important? That's a good point. It is, right? If I'd ever
1: it, been on one of those, I no, would if I'd you, be able to if answer. If you were
0: to go, this is the segment that pisses Mike's wife off. Right there. I did it. It took me a while. It took me about five <laughs> minutes into the show to get it done, but I did. I, I finally got it done. Well, that's really—do you have a favorite? Because I absolutely have a favorite halftime show. Not Super Bowl show. No question, yes. Okay, we're going to say it. We're going to count to three, and we're going to say what it is. Okay. okay? Wait, wait, wait. Or, okay. or
1: do you want to do it
0: one at a time? Well, I want to see if yours is the same as mine. Okay. So okay, so we're going to count two, three, and then on what would be four, we'll say it. Okay. okay. All right. One, two, three, quick Frisbee change. dogs. Frisbee dogs isn't bad. Have you ever seen quick change? Yeah, but quick, big BFD. Are you kidding and
1: me? Quick change is never... The, the only other one... And I'll let you explain. Okay. The only other one that came close to me for Frisbee dogs is the cup lady on the unicycle.
0: She's incredible, too.
1: Which is, I I don't know how she does it.
0: But if I'm not mistaken, she's Chinese. And every time I see the cup lady on the unicycle, like, throwing the cups and catching them on top of her head, I think she's been in some kind of prison camp in China that she (laughs) broke out of. So I have, like... Respect for her that she made it out. Okay. Because you don't get that skilled at something. All right. It's impossible unless someone's threatening you. Why are you that mesmerized by quick change? So, okay, if you're not familiar with quick change, it's this couple, and they're dancing. Uh-huh. And the guy will swing the woman. In fact, I think the woman passed away, sadly. Oh, I did not they, know that. They, he I'm will so sorry, sw- Mrs. Quick swing change. the woman in a circle, and her dress changes to a different dress. Like, not faster than the eye can sense like wait how are you now wearing a different dress so quick change meaning she's changing outfits and she changes outfits 15 times in 30 seconds and i still to this day in my life it is the most the largest miracle i've ever had it brings me closer to god because i said well maybe god can be real because quick change is happening and i don't know how that works that's a miracle maybe god's a miracle too Right? Okay. Have you not seen quick change? So you
1: believe in God because a woman was able to change her outfit in a... 15
0: times in 20 seconds. Okay. Have you ever said to your wife, honey, let's go out to eat, and she says, oh, wait, give me 30 minutes. This quick change woman could have done it 7,000 times in that time period.
1: (laughs) the time it took my wife to put on her shoes. Right. By so, the way, that was me talking about my wife, not Mike. Yes, telling talking the yes, story about how yes. she's going to make his wife mad. Because I,
0: of course, put my wife's shoes on for her, right? Correct. Because right, that's, that's the kind I'm of gentleman a you are, dedicated, dedicated guy. So
1: the, the 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 cup lady is impressive just because of the sh- the sheer uh,
0: masterful it's even, skill. It's just skill. it's
1: it's amazing because the, the the way with which she has to both navigate that, but also be able to accurately throw the cups from her foot to the top of her head. To the top of her head. It's and amazing. like a stack of them. But I got to tell you, here's why I love Frisbee dogs. Okay. Well, A, it's dogs catching a Frisbee. Yeah, dog. that's just, that's ha- all right. And yeah. when you're, uh, and you, it has to be at a football game. Not that, not the condensed NBA or hockey ball no, well, would be hockey. They have to go like a
0: hundred yards.
1: When I was at, this was back at the Metrodome, and I think it was a Lions-Vikings game, at, you know, 10 years ago, whatever it was. And I remember sitting there. With uh, with a buddy of mine, and the guys next to us were actually betting each other on if that dog was gonna be able to go the distance. Oh. but it's as and en- it is as engaged a crowd could possibly be for a halftime act. Oh yeah act. I mean
0: other than quick change.
1: You are watching this golden retriever go from goal line to goal line yeah. and catching a frisbee in midair and the crowd going
0: crazy. It's it is fun. They are cool. Do you know, you know. But think of how many things have to be accurate too. The guy throwing the frisbee yeah.
1: hundred yards has to be spot on. The dog going for it has to be spot on, and it all has to time out
0: specifically at the same point. Yeah. It's it's it is a miracle. Not quite as good as quick change. Will you do me a favor later on? Tweet quick change because that is if people haven't seen a full quick change act, it is unbelievable, right? Okay, here's another thing that I like to do. Okay, you know I occasionally will go to hockey games. Yep. And I don't know if you've ever played this game because sometimes hockey you can kind of lose attention to the game, right? Mm -hmm. When it's happening. Yeah. So have you ever played that game where you pick a number like one through nine? or you know, zero through nine, and then the, the hockey stops, right? There's a break in the action, yep. and then you look up at the timer, and let's say it's 547, so seven is the winning number, the last number. Yeah. And if you have seven, you say, hey, I have seven, and everyone has to give you a dollar that you're with. But if you forget, you have to give everyone a dollar. If you don't say, hey, I'm seven, if you forget and the action starts back up, we all say, hey... Give me your money because you were seven. Huh? Have you ever done that? No. It makes watching a hockey game unbelievably exciting. So let's say you have one and the, your team scores on one, yeah. right? And the, the clock stops at exactly one second. Not one second left, but just the last digit is one second, right? So then I'd say, hey, I want, so everybody now has to give me $5 because our team scored and it, the clock ended with zero one. So it could have been four minutes and you know, 1-1 one, one seconds, 11 seconds, ending in one. So they have to all give me $5. But if I don't pay attention because I'm getting drunk or I'm staring out <laughs> at quick change or whatever, I have to pay them all $5. It is an absolute blast. What I would suggest people do is you go to a hockey game, you bring like $200 in ones, and then you have your people sitting in your section right around with you, not even the people you came with. People like say, hey, give me $20, I'm going to give you twenty ones, and you're going to play this game with us. It's, uh, I mean, the maximum you can lose is like, Thirty dollars or something, right? If you're not paying any attention, you lose thirty bucks, right? But if you're paying, but then meanwhile,
1: if someone's glued to the action, they're gonna pocket. It it's super
0: fun. It's oh. a really, really great game to do that. I'm surprised you've never played that. No, I never have. It's, you do it with your kids. I do it with my kids all the time. Right? I end up giving them the money, but that engages them into the game. Sure. Otherwise, they just won't pay attention They'd to hockey. They'd be on their phone. Yeah. Right. Why would they even care? Right, right. Yeah. His dad just took him to something they don't care about. So
1: we didn't get to this story a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to bring it up to you because uh, those of you that listen to the show, you know that Mike and I are both dads. His, his girl is a little bit older than my boys, but we're both parents. Tell me you saw the story. I believe it was out of Brazil. I like it. Of the nine year old boy who got on a plane unattended, flew to a completely different country. What? And then all of a sudden he got off the airplanes, walking around the airport. And so you, you haven't heard of the story. Have n-
0: this is amazing. I
1: believe it was Brazil, but I'm absolutely willing to be corrected. Okay. So the mother. Of this nine-year-old boy who got on a plane by himself unattended, is now suing the airline. Oh, well, to well, which nice. I want to say, lady, if your nine-year-old gets on an airplane without you noticing, that's your fault. Well, w- uh, so uh, she's suing the airline because over, I, I would assume negligence or something to that to that regard. Because how could an unticketed passenger? get on an airplane and nobody noticing. <laughs> to which I'm saying, okay, he if he blended in with, you know, people, you know how kind of confusing that, that can be. And oh yeah. You would think that the gate agent, yeah, of course. Should they have checked to see if he had a ticket? Yes. But if he was just walking next to someone that may or may not have looked like his parent, I could absolutely see that could
0: happen. Someone just not noticing. But, okay, so I, as you did this, I went to this thing called the intranets. Mm -hmm. I've heard of it. And a nine-year-old Brazilian boy boards a plane without ticket and travels 2,700 kilometers to Indianapolis. But the most amazing part is th- they searched the boy's computer, and he had searched, Googled, yes, yes. how to get on a plane unnoticed, <laughs> which is
1: unbelievable. Whoever you are, if you are running a Fortune 500 company, you need to hire this kid right now.
0: I mean, that is, that is pretty gutsy. I don't know why he picked an indie. Man. Maybe he
1: just picked, maybe part of his search was pick a flight that looks obscure, or maybe pick a flight that looks heavily traveled.
0: And then the kid, like, he has a mask on. He's got his backpack yeah. on. And then someone at the airport's like, where are you supposed to be? Who are you supposed to be with? That's gutsy. I don't think my nine, you know, little older than nine-year-old, and if I said, hey, go sneak onto a plane, I don't think they'd be willing to go do my that. My
1: 10-year-old, this would be about three or four months ago, when we used to live at, at, at a different place, we were walking distance to a quick trip. It was oh, it was fantastic. I miss my quick trip so much, by the way, side note. So quick trip, we haven't broken up. I just, I had to move away. Anyway, I remember one time my wife was out on a run and I had to go get something because I wanted to, whatever. Mm. And I said, hey boys, I'm going to just run to quick trip. Keep in mind, 10 and 7. Sure. I'll be right back. And my 10 year old freaked out because they were home by themselves. Yep. Yep. And I'm thinking, bud, I look at, you can look out the window. I'm going to be right, right there. Right there. Um, and he said, "Well, Dad, we, you, you can't leave us home alone. What are we going to do? Give him I said, a loaded gun." I said, "You're sitting here. You're watching SpongeBob. Yeah, just continue yeah, to sit nothing's here. Nothing's going to change. Watch SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. The house is locked. No one can get in except yeah. for me. Yeah, and I no one's coming back. to Carver. I will be back. I will literally be back in five minutes." And he had a pro- so no. Am I worried about my now ten year old son getting on an airplane by
0: himself? Not a, not even remotely. I thought like the parents were walking through the airport. But That's this... what I thought too. So, at First, so it says the mom woke up at five thirty a.m. went into his room and saw that he was sleeping normally. Then I fiddled with my mobile phone uh, a little and got up again at seven thirty when I realized that he was no longer in his bedroom and I started to panic. He traveled sixteen hundred and seventy seven fa- uh, miles from Brazil to Latam in Manau. I mean, what this kid like planned it out, went to the airport by himself, and snuck in. (laughs) How does that work? I mean, he had to get through security. I assume there's security in Brazil. That kid should be a secret agent. Well, absolutely, he should be hired by Russian
1: Russian intelligence, by Brazilian intelligence, and that's exactly what he should be doing right now.
0: I think I'd like to go to Brazil.
1: I don't know. Uh, after seeing the Olympics a couple of years ago, no thanks. Remember
0: that that green pool? That oh, it was disgusting. C- <laughs> Although, remind me what um, the divers that were Indonesian? They weren't Chinese. They were Indonesian. They were some Asian country okay. that obviously weren't really trained divers. They were like much better than you or I, but, but they
1: still were you know sixth tier. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, <laughs> the dives were
0: unbelievable. I mean, they were belly flopping, getting zeros. Do you remember that? I do oh. vaguely,
1: but it it all, always reminds me of the John Candy movie, the uh, the Jamaican bobsled team. Oh yeah. What what the heck was the name of that? Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings was the name of that movie. And I'm thinking, that's that's actually going on in some parts of this world where, yeah, I want to try to become the first downhill skier from wherever. It, it's it. Yeah.
0: I was watching one of those uh, 90 Day Fiancés where um, this chick goes. Oh, 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 yeah.
1: Hey, hang yeah. On here, I got. I, I, I gotta, love that story. I got. I got a quick time out. Yeah.
0: Here. Okay. You were what now? I was watching. So I was on a flight and I picked this and I said to my wife, I said, hey, I'm going to watch 90 Day Fiancé. never heard of it. I got addicted to that. Like so, I watched all of it on, on the plane. Okay. Let's let's, let's slow down. Yes. Here a minute. Yeah. What the hell
1: is the concept of 90 Day Fiancé? So the Day concept Fiance? is
0: is some person in America, usually a gal who's not terribly pretty, right, goes to a different country or a guy who's not terribly handsome and meets like, Someone way out of their league in a different country, okay. right? And then says, "Well, it's love, obviously. It's, but in reality, it's hey, I want to get back to America with you." on a, a fiancé visa, get married and then spend a little time with you, and then I can get divorced and now I'm an American citizen, right? So and Okay, it's, so
1: the whole point is the foreign traveler becomes a United States citizen.
0: Yeah, so no, like a United States citizen goes to a foreign country or meets a foreign, uh, a foreign person on a dating website and falls in love, usually with someone outside of their league, but there was this gal who— like actually kind of a sweet pretty girl who met this guy in Jamaica on a vacation, right? So she wasn't going to a dating site. She just met some Jamaican guy. And then she lived in like the north, like someplace in Michigan or something. And she had this guy move from Jamaica to like Michigan, right? And he said, I've never been in anything colder than 71 degrees. Well, that wasn't
1: much of a culture shock to him. That
0: can't be true. Like in in Jamaica, it had to get lower than 71 degrees, so I looked it up. It almost never in the history of Jamaica gets lower than 71 degrees, which seems impossible, right? Because it very seldom gets higher than 71 degrees in Minnesota. So this poor dude gets to Michigan, and there is not enough love for this girl that he could possibly have. And she was a pretty sweet girl, right? Everything about her was nice. And so the
1: timeline to be able to establish residency is 90 days? He has
0: to be in America, and they have to get married within 90 days. Otherwise, he has to go back, right? So it's like it's now or never. And if he goes back, he can't just come back and do it another 90 days. they got to figure it out. So you have to do a lot of things. You have to prove to your country that you're willing to go for good reasons, prove to this country that you're willing to go for good reasons. And this poor guy, he gets out. You could just see his Body freezing. And he thought, like, he had that look. Remember when we go outside and it's like 29 below, and we think, I'm gonna die here? Right. It was probably 48, and he thought, I'm going to die here. So every scene you see him, he has wow. this big parka with a hat on and the girl's out in a pair of shorts. Flip-flops. Yeah. And she's like, "Uh, I don't think you really get it. It does get cool. There is. a I have so a buddy. You're,
1: you're going to say that he would not have lasted at the Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots uh, football game when I believe the game time temperature was five below zero. No,
0: I don't think he would have made it. Got it. I have a buddy who's not married and, and, um, and I want him to like do this. Right? I mean, okay. so he's getting he's getting a little older. He's in his early 50s. Okay. And I think, why don't you, like, go in and see if there's... Um, Any you know, hope. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he's not a bad guy. He's dated. You sure. Know, he's, he's, you know, he's not, like, a 10, but he's not a 5, right? He's a 6 sure. or 7, I don't know, whatever. He's, he's you know, he's an accountant, so it's not that exciting would, would of a job. Would he want
1: to subject himself to 90-day fiancé?
0: But I don't know. Some of these gals are beautiful. They just
1: need to figure out how to but, get to America. But doesn't... The, the whole notion just turn you off to begin with because if you know going into this that yes, do I have the chance to 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 marry to court mm-hmm. and then to mm-hmm. marry this mm-hmm. stunning model
0: from wherever? Yeah. But you know damn well once the time is up, you're history. Well, a couple things about that, Rivers. I 100% if I were a Taiwanese gal and I was eating a little bit of rice every day and starving to death, I would take anybody in America. And let's pretend I was beautiful enough to get some random dude's attention in Sheboygan. Guess where I'm living. I'm moving to Sheboygan with this dude. I guess, but it's just such a shallow existence of... Well, not... Hey... Have you not have you not (laughs) fallen in love with somebody and realized it didn't work? Maybe, you know, you could have this knight in shining armor thing like, hey, come to America. You're going to have a better life. Your kids maybe can come with. They'll have a better life. I mean, it's a really actually seems kind of valid to do that. Okay, right. It doesn't seem invalid. I mean, there are um, no matter who does it. If the girl's super pretty on this 90 Day Fiance, she gets tired of the relationship quickly, Mm -hmm. right? It never is, you know what? He saved me. It's worth sticking around. No, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah, there's more of a, but at least the guy had a chance. But a lot of them turn turn out to be goofballs. It's a really, really great show. And then they have this other (laughs) version of it where uh, 90 Day Fiance, the other way, where Americans, people that live in the United States, go live in third world countries because they fall in love with somebody. Oh, God. Which... That takes a lot because you go from like having running water to not having that in your house or having walls on the side of your house to living in a place that has no walls. I suppose. And they look like, well, this can't be right. There's got to be walls. And they're like, well, we don't have walls here. We don't do that here. We don't don't do that here because it's hot here all day long. So we need the breeze because we don't have air conditioning or water or Clean food. And one guy, this quick digression, They said, honey, do you want to have chicken tonight? And he's like, ah, I'd love to have chicken. So he has to go to the chicken store, and he's thinking he's going to go to a nice grocery store and buy a chicken. And he turns around the corner, and there's 40 chickens sitting in this lot. And he turns to this gal and says, I'm supposed to buy a chicken. She takes it, just rips the head off the chicken. And it's like, oh, my God, that was the most violent-looking chicken thing. And he, as you can see him walking back and they just put it in a, like a plastic t-shirt bag, the yeah. meat back into the, and he takes it back and he said, I'm never eating chicken again in my entire life.
1: You're now reminding me of a story. I, I didn't want to take you away with your 90 day fiance report because you really threw me for a loop mm-hmm. when you said you're, you're addicted to 90 day fiance. It. Yep. It's, I, I learned something new about you every week. But when my uh, grandmother uh, passed away back in, was it November? I forget when it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was mid-November, and um, you know, I was putting together the eulogy, and I wanted to get as much input from all the family members as I could. And it was just kind of funny because I got to you know re, re, recant all these stories from growing up, and same thing because my my grandparents' farm was. I mean, they they raised chi- raised and mm-hmm. slaughtered chickens yep. and cows and all sorts of stuff, but telling my boy, my wife grew up in the country, so she completely she, got yeah, it. She gets it. But telling them the story about how. Me being the fast one of the of the grandkids, oh, you to go catch the chicken. I was the one who had to retrieve <gasps> the poultry oh, after their you know heads were cut off. Oh no! And the look on their faces was, wait, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, you guys have seen chickens at Grandma and Grandpa my uh, my parents. You guys have seen chickens at grand and Grandpa's house. Well, yeah. I go, well, what do you think that's for? They're they're raised for me. And they didn't get it. They, they I mean it they just, get it, it didn't now. Really they yeah, yeah. So the 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 whole notion of them thinking. Well, here goes D- young dad uh, running down the hill and then picking two of them up at a time and running them back up the hill. Because as a ki- as a dumb kid to me, it just that was just what we did when we were at the farm.
0: That I mean, you got to do it. I mean, and that's I'm how thinking, chickens, did I scar have them, them forever? <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely different. I went out on a date once with a girl who was a like a horse girl, right? Sure. Those, those horse farm a horse girls. Girl. <laughs> well, you know, there's like your wife's a horse girl, right? Right. Yes, they, she is. They, uh, horse can poop, and they don't think it's gross. They can see Correct. whatever. Yep. So we're at this really nice bar in St. Paul, but we're outside, and she's sitting there, and it's kind of dark, and in the background outside, I can see mice running around, right? And it's just. Nature of being outside, the food's outside, you yep. can't really stop them from happening. That's but right. But they're kind of like all over. And her purse is sitting on the ground. I'm thinking, oh my God, and these mice are like brazen, right? Yeah. And... I see that and I'm like lifting on my feet and I, I'm acting like I have Tourette's because I, like I'm shaking real quick because I'm trying to avoid these mice climbing. But I didn't want to say to her, hey, dear, there's mice all over this place. And finally I said, hey, you do me a favor. I, I think there might be a little pest problem here because, you know, we're outside. Could you pick up your person? She goes, oh, those mice. I've seen it all. I, I'm a horse girl. And I said. Oh, I'm so I'm sitting there, freaking out <laughs> about these mice, fidgeting, <laughs> thinking they're gonna climb up my leg, thinking, "Oh my God, I can't handle this." And this girl's like, "I saw them behind you. I didn't She didn't, she didn't even care." And I was like, "God, she's more of a man than I've ever been."
1: Oh my goodness. Okay, speaking of dating, one thing I, I wanted to I wanted to bring up with you, uh, we didn't get to this last week, but when I saw this, I I don't know why, but I thought Mike and I have to talk about this on the show because I personally thought it was brilliant. Because you know how much I love people in the service industry, love them. They're the salt of the earth. Those are my people, right? And it was a drive-through. Not that this is—I guess it's still service industry. It was a drive-through lane. I don't know what chain, but but picture—you know what—McDonald's drive-through, right? And I don't know what chain it was, but and and a lot of times these places say you're not allowed to do this, but they put up a uh, like a plastic, uh, what would you call it—a plastic trough. That was divided into two compartments. Okay. And it said, leave your uh, uh, tips appreciated. Okay? okay. Which is okay. That's I guess nice, you're, yeah. You're, usually a lot of places don't like you to sure. do that, but but whatever. whatever. That's not yeah, the point. Yeah. And they put, on one side, Kanye West. Oh. And the other side, Pete Davidson. To which... I personally don't give a damn that they hate each other. I don't give a damn that he's dating. You hope they shoot it. Kanye's what? We- Kanye yeah. West's uh, ex-wife mm-hmm. or a strange wife? Because I think they might technically yeah. still be married. Don't care about any of that. I just thought whatever kid came up with that, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Because everybody apparently is more uh, is more obsessed with who Kim Kardashian is dating as to any other tensions around the globe. But I thought hats off to those kids because that's brilliant. So so who? Well, it was clearly Pete Davidson because Kanye West is completely unlikable. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Well, that uh, that that's what I was guessing. Oh my god, I would oh, rather make Here out we with go. Kanye West. Here we go. Than
0: touch Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is gross. Well, I that the kid only is reason gross. I
1: don't like Pete Davidson is when he went after Crenshaw on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but Crenshaw
0: tur- is turning out to be quite the guy who will go after other people. I don't know if he followed that at he all. He
1: will, but I mean, it's like Pete. You're a no talent hack that's yeah. going after a war veteran. Come on, yeah, here, I get it,
0: and I and I don't know. And by the way, Crunch just showed me something because he ended up going on. Yeah, he did a great job, right? And he did a great job. Yeah. Right? Okay, a great job. I'm but off but your train Pete of is gross looking. That guy. I mean, if you uh, Kim Kardashian, you know, whatever. Obviously, a beautiful woman, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why she keeps putting filler in her butt. I don't get it. I don't. That's not my thing. I just don't get it. it. Doesn't make any sense to me. But beautiful face, right? Sure. But Pete Davidson. Looks like he's sick from drug use or whatever he is. He's an he ugly, ugly guy. Kanye's a genius. He is a marketing and musical genius. Okay. Look at he. Has he also
1: a, is a raging sociopath. He's a nutcase. Yeah.
0: But so what? Whatever he's doing is genius-like. I mean. Yeah. He, just ask him. Okay, he, I, I don't know when he had his last album out. In fact, I think it might be out right now. Yeah, it, was, it was recent. Okay, it was recent. I mean, he has been in the forefront of the news for years. Granted, when he did that Taylor Swift thing, when he jumped up and saying Beyonce is the only one who should win that thing, I really kind of disliked him for that move. But I I mean, I can't tell you how I'd, I would rather go to a sleepover with Kanye West well, than hang out for 15 minutes at McDonald's with Pete here,
1: Because obviously he is a narcissist and he's not alone. There's a lot mm. of people that are. But... Here's why I will give Kanye a, a tad bit of credit because he completely went against the the Hollywood speak of, you know, falling in line with one side of the democratic yeah, platform. The woke, yeah. And he just he didn't care. No. Nope. I guess I will give him credit in that regard. He just said because he came out in support of President Trump. Yeah. And and he, and he, then he ran said, for president. And, himself, and then he just or... said I don't you don't like you don't like the fact that I support President Trump. Yeah. I don't give a damn. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. which just, I thought okay, just doesn't care. That, that's
0: pretty cool. I did. Uh, Pete Davidson is if you've ever listened to his comedy, it's okay, but he does make like a considerable amount of jokes about his father dying in, in uh, 9-11. Oh, that's didn't he do a movie about that? Um, I don't know that he might have. I but thought he did. His whole comedy skit like revolves around his dad not all of it but i'm like wow i guess that's one way to get through you know his dad was a uh, firefighter, firefighter yeah. and in a 9-11 his dad passed away you know super sad super tragic and pete does kind of a lot of skits about it I'm like huh i don't know if com- i mean maybe that's the way you get past something right well I, you know. and
1: I, I guess a lot of people use that avenue for a defense mechanism yeah for instance yeah. so maybe that's just his way of coping i have no idea
0: but He's not a handsome guy. No, well. I think, you know, I wish they had like kind of a Tupac, 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 Suge Knight kind of thing where maybe they do a little gunplay. But maybe see, I they, guess
1: I looked at it, the the tip, going back to the tip angle of this, I looked at it more not as which guy should she be dating, but who are you siding with? Because there was a lot
0: of verbal yeah, sparring on yeah. social media, yeah, things they, like they, that. They have a beef. So I think that's what they call it on the streets. They got a beef. Is that what they all yeah, I think so. Streets. I used to I used to um <laughs> a lot of homeless people would do like who who cares more, Republicans or Democrats, right? And they used to put out those things and they'd put out the two things so do Republicans care more about homeless people or do Democrats, right? And then you'd see the things. So I would just go steal the Democrat one and say, "Now you don't know." <laughs> right? Because I know I cared the most. You showed them. I cared most for the money. I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God, look over there. And then you just take it. So
1: before we wrap up, for those that are looking for, when when, when is 90 Day Fiance available? Is it on a certain platform? Yeah, I
0: have that on Hulu, I think. So I get to go all, I can just watch it exclusively all of the time. It's great. You're going to watch it now. Watch one episode. No, you
1: know what? I, I absolutely, because I am. I am going to get wrapped up in it, or not wrapped up in it, but I I am going to make it a point to watch an episode just to see what Mike Fratelli's hype is all about. There's a
0: guy who is from Las Vegas who's got a bunch of money, and he met a girl in Kiev, Ukraine, and she was beautiful. I bet. But he didn't physically talk to her for like three years. He had to pay online to text her, like a certain amount of time online, and the whole premise was, this girl's not real, she's not a real one, so he flies to Kiev, she stands him up comes home he flies back to Kiev she stands him up third time's a charm and she ex- he actually meets this girl beautiful beautiful he says oh we're so in love gives her this ring does the whole Turns thing out gets she's engaged a dude. no she's just some beautiful girl but she's just like all I want you didn't get me any presents you know she it was just clear as day and this poor guy says she's my dream girl that's what it is and you could see that even she now although with the war she's probably thinking Hey, Steve, come back and get me, please. Right. I would much rather live in a nice house in La- in Las Vegas than in Boy, Kiev. You
1: know, that's that's a whole other layer
0: to unpack. But
1: three times you're gonna fly. He, he flew and, and she st-
0: and she stood him up. Yeah, but he is a lover, and when you're a lover, you do stupid things. So are you, Mr. Fratelloni.
1: (laughs) Reavers, you're the best. Thank you so much. If you could do us a favor and please rate and review the show on any of the podcast platforms that you happen to be listening to the show, we would greatly appreciate it. It helps others to find the weekly scramble as well. For Mike Fratelloni, my name is Chris Reavers. After you watch 90 Day Fiance, please get back to us and email the show. Until then, cheers.